Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Foster. I am your host. I am here to bring you all of the news, updates, stories, trials, tribulations of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Monday to Friday, every week. And uh, we have got some trials and tribulations for you today. Uh... First of all, I want to thank everybody for making this your first listen of the day, whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener. I super appreciate you. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and will be for as long as I am hosting it. Uh, in today's show, we are going to talk a little bit about the game on Tuesday. We're also going to talk a little bit about the upcoming game, the roster moves, things like that. Uh, hopefully, tonight's game is not the same as the last Carolina Hurricanes game, but we'll talk about that in a bit. First of all, we're going to uh, take a look at the game against Chicago because, I mean, it sure was 60 minutes of hockey where one team played. Uh, no, that's that's not quite fair, I don't think, um, but it's pretty close. Uh, Blue Jackets lose 4-2 to two to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, one of those was an empty netter, so really it was a 3-2. Uh, it started off well. Uh, Blue Jackets opened the scoring, Boone Jenner with his 14th of the season. Uh, unfortunately, the Blue Jackets did that thing where they allow a goal immediately after scoring one. Uh, 26 seconds later, I believe, uh, Alex Debrinker scores his 22nd of the season to tie the game, and then Calvin DeHaan scores his first of the season. Uh, in the second period, because of course he does. Uh, I think I said on Tuesday's show, you know, players love to score their first games, first goals of the season or career against us, and Calvin DeHaan was like, hey, I haven't scored yet, so I might as well score here. Uh, and that was kind of, that was kind of the, the end of it, really. Uh, the third period got a little bit more exciting. Um, Connor Murphy, Good old, good old Ohio boy, born in Dublin, Ohio, uh, played in the AAA Junior Blue Jackets. Uh, he scored to make it 3-1 at 6.36 of the third period, uh, which would end up being the game-winning goal. Uh, Gus Nyquist scored his second shorthanded goal of the season, I believe, eighth of the season, uh, with a minute and a half left because... Uh, they wanted to make it interesting. Uh, I believe that that goal happened immediately after I turned the game off. Honestly, uh, we took a penalty with like two minutes left, and I was like, it is 3 a.m., I am going to bed. Uh, Gus Nyquist made it interesting, but then Alex Debrinkert scored his second of the game to uh, make it 4-2, to put the game out of reach. Just a... It sounds like a way more exciting game than it actually was. Like, that was the mo that was one of the most boring games I've seen the Blue Jackets play this season, and, you know, we've played a couple of 2-1 games, and like that, this was by far the most boring. Uh, the Blue Jackets got, they outshot the Blackhawks for what it's worth, 26-20, to which is just the lowest event hockey that I can remember in Blue Jackets history. Uh, they 
kicked our butts on face-off, 60%. Power play was a non-event for both teams. Uh, we took four penalties. They had four attempts on the power play. We had two. No one scored on any of them. Uh, it was just a brutal game from from all sides. Uh, Corpusalo was not great uh, after I, you know... Pumped his tires after the two New Jersey games. He then goes and allows three goals on twenty-five shots or whatever, uh, which I guess, it, or three goals on nineteen shots, which is just—it's not—it's not good enough. Um, I miss when Marc Andre Fleury was was bad at the start of the season. Uh, he wasn't great in this game, but he didn't have to be. That's That was kind of the problem. The Blue Jackets scored twice in 26 attempts. I don't know how many really, really good saves Marc-Andre Fleury had to make. Uh, maybe two or three? Like, that's, you're not going to win games by making, making it easy for the other goalie. And that's kind of what the Blue Jackets did in this game. And that's the most frustrating thing. And, you know, I feel like I've been banging this drum all season. Like, I don't mind losing. With this roster, we're going to lose, but, like, at least try, or at least make it look like you're trying. Because this kind of effort is is not okay. And if we're playing like this against a team like Chicago, which, by the way, was missing three of their top six defensemen, including Seth Jones, uh, who, for you know, for better or worse, has been their number one defenseman this season. He got positive COVID test the morning of the game and wasn't able to play. Uh... You know, if, if you're if you're getting that many shots against and you're still losing, or if you're playing like that against a team at the bottom of the standings with three of its regular defensemen out, how are you going to play against tonight's opponent, the Carolina Hurricanes, who, you know, beat the brakes off them the last time they played? Uh, it was 4 nothing, and then it was 7-4, you know? And we're going to talk about that preview in a minute because there's a little bit of lineup news and things like that uh but how do you how do you expect to play like you do in chicago and expect to win i don't get it it's uh just an intensely intensely frustrating game all around uh in a minute we are going to talk a little bit about uh some lineup changes because there have been a couple and also there's a quick update on gregory hoffman and that is all coming up next on locked on blue jackets Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, and I appreciate you, whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener. Thanks for stopping on by. So it was announced uh, just before I recorded, actually, uh, the Blue Jackets have placed forward Gregory Hoffman on uh, waivers for, on unconditional waivers for purposes of contract termination, which is kind of what I predicted was going to happen on... uh, on Tuesday, when I talked about this, uh, it all sounds very kind of scary and like ever something is terrible. Like he was suspended and then terminated, but th- the reality is he has returned home to Switzerland to be with his family and probably to start playing again there. I don't know that we'll ever know kind of what what happened. Uh, he could have he could have been a, a decent player for us. But the timing didn't didn't work out. Uh, it'll, you know, we wish him the best, uh, and hopefully he, you know, everything is okay, and he is he is 
happy and healthy and his family are happy and healthy uh, back in Switzerland. So that was that was Gregory Hoffman's uh, NHL cup of coffee, I guess. Uh, he had, I believe, seven points in the 20-something games he played for us. I liked his game okay. I think if he'd managed to make it click, he could have been something really special. But unfortunately, it, it just didn't. It just didn't work out. Um, now we got to talk about some lineup news. We got some exciting news, which is that Alexander Texier has been freed from COVID protocol. He, I believe, uh, flew out to Carolina this afternoon to uh, to join the team. Uh, so that's good because we miss him. We miss his offensive uh, outbursts. You know, he's second on the team in scoring at the minute, despite having missed a handful of games. Uh, unfortunately, Jacob Voracek has tested positive and is entering COVID protocols. He will be unavailable for tonight's game and also the next five days. Um, that's that could be that could be a, a real problem uh, because Jacob Voracek is kind of the primary driver of our offense at the minute. Um, you know, we've talked about this. He doesn't score a ton of goals, but he leads the league in primary assists, and that's kind of. That, that's that's something that the Blue Jackets don't really have a, a replacement for. Honestly, we have a ton of guys that can finish. We don't have a ton of guys that can make the play. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the team kind of does without him. It'll be interesting to see who who plays on that right side. Uh, I assume Bjorkstrand will move back over because he's been playing on the left side for a while now. Um, but it'll that's kind of a that's kind of the the, the most. The, the the how do I want to say this? This is kind of the the worst part of the lineup news because Voracek has been, you know, far and away one of our top three players this season. Uh, and you know, I take I take back everything I said at the start of the season when we traded for him. He's been fantastic for us. Uh, he's exactly what we needed. And I believe this will be the first game he miss he's missed since since rejoining the team. And uh, I guess we'll we'll see how the team does without without him. Uh, it is extra frustrating because the team just got uh, Patrick Line back. They just got Zach Kransky back. We had a full top unit for the power play back for the first time since October, and I think they was together for two games before uh, everything went bad again. Uh, and Voracek is out, so the power play. I'm not imagining great things. From it tonight, uh, we'll talk about it, that in a minute when we talk about the the game re- preview. Uh, one other thing, uh, Albus Muslikins is back. He will be playing tonight. I uh, hope he's healthy. Uh, he backed up against uh, Chicago but did not end up playing. Um, something He's kind of been dealing with a lingering injury for a while now, so hopefully he's kind of back and is ready to play because... The, the last time he was on the ice was that when he gave up five goals to the Carolina Hurricanes the last time we played. So, or four goals, I think. I believe that last one was an empty meta. But uh, hopefully Elvis is healthy and back to regular Elvis because, man, we could we could use regular Elvis again. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about the Carolina Hurricanes and kind of how they're shaping up. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because they've got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as 
Football season continues their march to the playoffs. The NHL season continues their march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On or one word to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favourite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favourite sports. Once again, that is promo code locked on or one word L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at betonline.ag. Bet online where the game starts. So the Carolina Hurricanes are leading the division. We all know they're a very good team. They have beat the brakes off us the last two games that we've played them. Uh, I believe it was 6-3 or 6-2 or 6-3 and then the infamous 7-4 beat down uh, of a couple of weeks ago. Um, since then, they've kind of gone from strength to strength. In terms of In terms of players to watch... Uh, Brady Shea has eight points in his last five games. Uh, he scored, I believe, two goals against us. So uh, for a defenseman to score two goals in one game is pretty unusual. So definitely keep an eye on him. Sebastian Aho has five assists in his last five games. Uh, obviously, that line of Aho um, and Teravainen and Svechnikov is a problem and always will be. Uh, Something else that'll be interesting to note is, uh, I believe, Frederick Anderson is getting the start tonight. Uh, last time we put four goals on, uh, we put three goals on Ranta in like 12 shots, I believe, scored one on Anderson, and then he shut it down for the rest of the game. Uh, Anderson is currently sitting at an 18-5 and record with a 9-2-9 save percentage, which I didn't know he had it in him, honestly, uh, and... He played the first game as well, I believe, and did a really good job shutting the Blue Jackets down. So, uh, unexcited for for facing uh, uh, Frederick Anderson, who apparently is having you know one of his best seasons ever. Um, they beat us in basically all available categories as well, uh, which is a problem. Their power play is eighth in the league versus our twenty seventh. Uh, their penalty kill is second which, again, does not bode well for our terrible power play. Uh, our penalty kill is 23rd. They are second in face-offs at 55%. Uh, we are at dead even at 50% on face-offs, which, honestly, I'm still counting as a victory for the Blue Jackets, considering how terrible we have been at face-offs in the past. Uh, they score a ton of goals. Uh, they are fourth in the league. They score 3.48 goals per game on average, and they allow 2.21 uh, goals uh, against on average average which is good for first in the league uh which again is a problem because we allow a ton of goals uh, we're 28th we allow 3.56 on average and we score 3.9 3.09 which is good for 15th in the league so just about in the middle of the league uh when you put everything on paper Honestly, unsurprising that they scored seven unanswered goals on us last time uh so my hope for this game is mostly that no one gets injured, that we don't allow seven goals, uh, and also that they don't embarrass us, which kind of falls into not allowing seven goals. But if we're going to allow a bunch of goals, then can we please not do the thing where we score a bunch and then allow more goals unanswered? Uh, because honestly, going up for nothing was great. Allowing seven unanswered goals was terrible. 
you know, even if it's, you know, they score a goal, we score a goal, and then they score four goals on us. Like, it's better than that brief moment of hope that I got from going 4 nothing up on the top of the division, Carolina Hurricanes, only to have it snatched away because uh, Daniel Tarasov got injured and then they decided to bully uh, uh, Elvis Muslikins, who only had one working leg. But that's that's beside the point. Uh, I'm expecting nothing good out of this game, honestly. Like, I kind of mentally, like the, the Tampa game, I kind of mentally penciled this in for a, for a loss for us. Uh, the problem is the Blue Jackets have got a pretty tough schedule for the rest of January. Uh, I was looking at it. There are only two games that I would consider, maybe three games, that I would consider uh, likely wins. Uh, we are playing for the rest of the month. We've got Carolina tonight, top of the division. Florida, top of their division. Uh, Pittsburgh, brutally murdering people. Calgary is playing very good hockey. The Rangers playing very good hockey. Uh, we play Florida again. Uh, we had a game against the Islanders that's been post postponed. Uh, and then we have games against Philadelphia, who are struggling at the minute. Uh, Ottawa, who are just generally bad. And then the bottom of the league, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, those two Canadian games, or the Montreal game might get postponed because of uh, attendance restrictions in Canada, because obviously capitalism is what's important here and not the health and safety of the players, but that's beside the point. So if that game gets postponed, then we have kind of two winnable games and then five, counting tonight, six games that I would be very surprised if we won, uh, the way the team's playing at the minute, which is frustrating, and I don't like to think about the team that way. You know, like I would much rather be super upbeat and positive, and hey, all of these games are winnable, and the thing is, all of these games are winnable, but I don't know if they're winnable with the kind of the, the roster that we have right now and the way that we've been playing, so it's just really hard to kind of draw up any kind of optimism about this team. I would love to be proven wrong, and maybe I will be proven wrong, because sometimes when I call the team out like this, they turn around and surprise me, so maybe that's maybe that's going to happen tonight. I don't think it will, but hey, stranger, stranger things have happened. Um... Prediction for this game is, I think it's going to be a 5-2 win to Carolina. Uh, Svechnikov gets the game winner, because why not? Um, that's kind of, that's my prediction. Again, would love to be proven wrong. Please prove me wrong, Blue Jackets. But, you know, with Elvis just coming back from injury, missing Jake Voracek, Texier just coming back from COVID, uh, I don't see, I don't know, I don't see great things coming out of this game. But once again... Maybe they'll surprise me. Fingers crossed. Uh, and that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow we'll break down this game uh, and we'll take a look ahead to Florida, uh, who we play on Saturday. And we'll do a little bit of a preview of how their season is going because we haven't faced Florida yet this season. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster. J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can follow this podcast at LO underscore Blue Jacket and wherever you get your podcasts, we are available literally everywhere. Uh, Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, podcast.com, I don't know. Uh, you can find us. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. I super appreciate it. Please go and make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets. It is your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Like 
Lockdown Blue Jackets. It is free and available on all platforms. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.